Oh yes, this is the Hardcore Marketing Show. I'm Casey Cheshire, your host for this epic journey. Today's show is sponsored by Ringmaster on a mission to launch B2B podcasts that create relationships, generate revenue, and drive growth. Ringmasterlive.com. Bam. All right, there we are. We are live. We're cranking. I'm excited. I can't wait to introduce you to our guest today. Man, so much to say about him. He's a pioneer, an entrepreneur, a digital marketing thought leader in the space. He's been here for decades, decades, and in, in, in many of his businesses have been constantly in the Inc. 5000 fastest growing companies for the last four years, helping out national brands. We're going to hear all about the stories, an outspoken master of search engine optimization, SEO people coming at you, co-founder of Green Banana SEO, Kevin Roy. Welcome to the show. Hey, uh, thanks for having me, Casey. Yeah, man. I'm excited here. I can't wait to dive in, dig in. So what I need to do first is I need to go ahead and grab this thing. It's kind of heavy, but I know you work out and you hit the, <laughs> the gym. Ugh. Okay, here we go. All right, so grab this. Thor's this is hammer. Thor's hammer. Yeah, you got it? Oh, one hand. Got it. I got it. Got it. You get the strength of giants. Okay, take Thor's hammer, smash for me some kind of marketing myth, bogus strategy, misconception. Set the record straight once and for all. Sure. I, I would say that, that most of the unsolicited um, SEO emails that you get that are frightening are complete bullshit. It's it. Complete bullshit. Is SEO itself bullshit? No. No. Okay. So it's just these reports. What's, what's going on here? Are, are there just amateurs? Just Are people scamming us? I'm no. I, scamsters. I, I, no. No. I think so. The, there's a there's a lot of great software that will produce, um, you know, like Ahrefs or SEMrush or um, there, there's dozens of really great softwares out there that will produce reports of a look at the site health, and um, and when they're completed, they have a lot of red lines and graphs and, and terrible things on there, and and they send them out to people that don't know anything about SEO, and when you open the document, you say. I can't believe this. My site's about to implode. I'm going to lose my SEO ranking forever, or this is why I'm not ranking for it. I need to fire my SEO company, or I need to finally start doing SEO based on this report that looks like a horrible financial report. So, gotcha. Um, it doesn't mean that 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 those things are are not accurate, but it's a it's a very small piece of the puzzle, and people aren't looking at the the things that matter the most. So I'll give you an example. One um, really large insurance agency called me with one of these reports and they said, we're about to fire our, our SEO agency because we got this. And I said, all right. And I looked at the report and then I started the search. Every single possible relevant term for insurance. And they were ranking top five. Wow. So I said, well, um, you know, th this report might not be the prettiest report you've ever seen, and it does highlight some points, but you are ranking for everything that matters. So I'm more than happy to work with you, but the SEO team that you're working with is not doing a poor job optimizing your site, right? So people oftentimes will say they need to have their site optimized just for the sake of saying optimization to, uh, to be optimized without actually identifying what they want to be optimized for or what the purpose is. And that's like saying, hey, Casey, I, I want to get better today. And you're like, all right, Kev, I'm going to make you faster or taller or 
smelling better, right? It's <laughs> really subjective. So, uh, you know, that's, that's what I see um, a lot of these reports. And if you want me to talk to you about my SEO philosophy, I'm, I'm more than happy to, to do that as well. Yeah, well, I actually want to get to that in a second. But first off, uh, if you can't trust those reports, then what can you trust? The results? Like what you were showing them? Yeah, your results. I mean, so, so think about what you do and where you do it and Google it. If you're ranking for these phrases, then, then you're, you know, someone's doing something right or the site is in a good position for the phrases that matter. Um, now, if you're not ranking for anything, then it's, then it's worth looking at some critical factors that I can talk to about later. It's just don't, don't take the report as the, the end all be all. Um, and every site, you know, when, when, um, you know, when Green Banana rebuilt our website, um, we're an SEO company. Um, we rebuilt the website and, and we ran a report and it was terrible. I, then we went in and fixed it because developers don't look at that component. Right. So, so it's also something you shouldn't beat your developer up on because the site might be great. It just has some things in there that Google doesn't favor. Right. Right. You don't need to necessarily snap to and, and, and get all of them in order right away. If your results are, are working, you're doing something right. right. Um, not to trust that. Yeah, have, hey, have you ever seen that, that video of the, the kids playing basketball where they're passing the ball back and forth? Have you seen this? It was like a famous experiment in the university. And, and the, um, and the something walk through the middle of it. No yeah. Like thought. a gorilla walks through the middle of yep. it. Right. Gorilla walk through the middle of it. Right. Everyone's counting like, oh, the red team passed the ball four times. And they're like, yeah, but did you see the gorilla? You know, like, well, gorilla, and like literally yeah. a gorilla walked in the screen and no one saw it because you're counting how many times the red team passed the ball. Yeah. It seems like that's at play here with some of these reports where you're like, oh, look at all these fancy yeah. reports. But it's like, yeah, but you're ranking. So it, 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 that's also at play with almost everything in business that's, that's complex. Yeah. So, um, you know, when it's really easy for an SEO to come out and say, Hey, you know, what kind of latent semantic index are you using? What kind of funneling are you using? How do you have a schema? What's your, you know, what's your page protocol? Do you have the right SSL, you know, certificates in there? How's your, how's your mobile speed? And then people are like, I, I don't know what half of that stuff even means. Right. So I'm going to hire this guy because he, he sounds like he knows what he's doing. He threw out but, some terms at me. But do that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I think SEOs, uh, Latent semantic indexing, which is relevant, relevant words, um, is a genius marketing word because anything with, with, um, multi-syllables automatically makes you sound smart. Well, did you say latent? What did you say? Latent, latent semantic indexing is one of the ways that Google, um, decides relevance of a keyword phrase. So it's basically what other keywords. Google thinks is important that support that keyword phrase. Like if you want to rank for, um, peanut butter and jelly sandwich, then you'll have to say butter, peanut butter, uh, grape jelly, pectin, um, wheat bread, you know, and in order for Google to, to, to say, you know what, this, this page is really relevant for peanut butter and jelly sandwich because it does all these other things. Because it has those other latent semantic indexing other, indexes. Yeah, supporting. Just, just means supporting phrases. 
supporting phrases. But yeah, you're right. Supporting phrases sounds too, too easy. But I, I would pay you thousands of dollars to help me with my latent, latent semantic indexing. <laughs> right. You got to have it. You got to have it, man. Learn something new today, man. So I think this is a good time. What is what is SEO in 2021 here? What is it? What is it now? Where is it going? So what SEO is is what it always is. What it's always been. Um, and it and it and it really comes down to one thing. But it's but I'm going to give you two because it's easier to frame it. So the most important thing to SEO is to keep people using Google, right? So Google's job and the search engine's job is to keep people using the search engine. Um, the, um, the other part of it is, does it satisfy the user? Is it making the user happy? Right? So, but it, it, the reason I said it really is one thing is because by satisfying the user, you're actually making more people use Google because that's Google's job. And it, and it, SEO, that really falls into to two buckets, a technical bucket and a relevance bucket, right? So the technical bucket is things like, you know, did your site load really slow? Um, you do a Google search, you go to a site, take 16 seconds for the page to load. People get frustrated, bounce off the search. Um, did your site not work on mobile? You're sitting on the toilet, you're doing a Google search. You go into a page that doesn't work on mobile, you bounce off, you get frustrated, right? You're, you're not, you bounce off of Google right. and you, your site's not secure. Um, you go to a site, you get a virus, it's going to aggravate the user, right? So, um, so Google is rewarding you for a better user experience, right? If you go in and fix those things anyways, throw FBO aside it's still doing the right thing. So your users are going to have a better experience. Um, it's going to help your business anyways. If you follow, if you, you know, break down all those, um, those issues that your site could be having. So, so the second bucket is relevant. So Google's job is to return the most relevant keyword phrase, not website, but key, but web page for the keyword phrase that you type in. So, if you Google the word basketball, um, Wikipedia outranks the NBA because really? the basketball page, yeah, is relevant to the keyword right basketball. Um, it, it talks about, um, when basketball was founded, who some of the top basketball players are. It talks about the point system. It, it goes into really thorough detail about it. And then it has all these references, um, that, you know, that you can go and do research after about it, but it also has all these links that are directly or indirectly supporting basketball. So we'll have a link to LeBron James. And then all of a sudden you click on the LeBron James page, and then it goes down to where LeBron James was born. And then there's a link to the town that Le LeBron James was born in. And then it says, here's the woman that founded the town that, that LeBron James was born in. Right. So it's all these things that are, that are building and stacking up, right. These latent semantic or relevant phrases that go up and support why basketball is important. Um, so, so those, you know, those two things are how, um, how Google determines good user experience relevance, And that's, that's how you get things to rank. A another example of, um, 
uh, relevance is there's this, uh, there's this like wacky author, AJ Jacobs that writes, I don't know if you've, you've heard about him, but he like, what's his name? Um, read the encyclopedia, AJ Jacobs, AJ, um, he read the encyclopedia Britannica and like wrote about it. Um, then he decided to, uh, he read the Bible and then decided to act it out to the point where he was, uh, like throwing little pebbles at people that he thought were adulterers. Right? <laughs> so, and, and he wrote a story about it. And then he went and wrote a book to thank everybody for contributing to his cup of coffee. And I would argue that if he built a website, the way that his book would write is written, he would probably rank or have a really good chance for ranking for coffee. And we can all argue that that's a super, super, super competitive keyword phrase. Because in order for him to thank everybody that contributed to his cup of coffee, he not only had to write about coffee, but he had to thank the people that repaired the machines that picked the beans in like, I think it was Guatemala or Nicaragua. He had to thank the guy that designed the lid that got the right amount of liquid and smell into, into his mouth when he drank it. He had to thank the people that painted the lines on the road that allowed the delivery truck to get to the coffee shop so he could get his coffee. Right? So if you think about it, if he, every single thing had a, had a, a web page dedicated to that one thing and you had all this supporting thread that all leaned back, that all went back up to coffee, he would probably rank for that keyword phrase. Right. Wow. First of all, he's crazy and that sounds really interesting. And second of all, yeah. interesting yeah. how like, that could technically rank for coffee if he had, if it, if his entire book was indexed, you know, if his entire book was like yeah. web pages or something. Right. And, and every single page was built to rank for that specific keyword phrase, like line yeah. striper, right? Um, you know, and that's the, so that's the principle. I think if you, if you understand the principles behind SEO and then the methods will start to make sense. But a lot of people try to learn the methods without understanding the principle. So understanding the principle allows you to call bullshit on a lot of the methods, right? So things are consistently changing. So one of the things that SEOs take advantage of is, you know, Google makes six to 800 algorithm changes a year. And so people are thinking, like, I, I, I definitely have to hire an SEO because how do I keep up with six to 800 algorithm changes a year? But if you think about it, are sites that are ranking really well for everything making six to 800 changes a year. So they're making two to three changes to their website globally a day. It doesn't make sense. And if you continue to do that, you're going to dilute relevance anyways. You can't have that many iterations of how many different ways can you say best pizza in Miami? Right. You can't. Right. Just making it not work, right? So what, what, what I believe, and, you know, one of the things that, that we've discovered is that, um, you know, Google follows the Pareto principle, like everybody else, like the 80, 20 rule. So 80% of the updates that Google makes are usually trying to catch the bad guys from doing stupid shit. They're not supposed to do like building link farms or fake websites to, you know, drive, drive links back to your site or, mm -hmm. you know, auto generated fake content and likes and crap, you know, so right. all that stuff, like, so you just don't even worry about it. You, you don't focus on the stuff you're not supposed to do because you're going to get caught if you do it anyways. Like eventually if you're doing things you're not supposed to do, Google's bigger than all of us. They got to figure it out. Just don't just ignore it. Don't, don't bother trying to do it. 
And the what should people not is, do? What are the things we, what are like the terrible? Uh, I, I wouldn't even go down the, the, if, if it, if it doesn't make sense, don't do it. So linking, linking is an important thing to do SEO because it, says to Google that other people think your site's important. So other people think your site's more relevant. Right. Um, and there are people that go out and buy links. So you can go to Fiverr for a hundred bucks and buy a thousand links. Okay. But that's, that's not real relevance. You're buying links. So you're not, it's not checking that box off. So you might get caught, you might not get caught, but it's not relevant. It's trapped. Got so it. you're either going to waste a hundred bucks or somewhere down the road, you're going to get in trouble. Got it. So there's a lot, but there's a lot of people selling that stuff too. At the same time, the same people that have those bullshit reports. Yeah. I mean, I think that the, the real hardcore FCO bad guys aren't selling things to clients. They're all doing affiliate and making money off boosting sites to get fake clicks from Google and throw money into a bank account. And then it gets shut down and they, <laughs> I, I don't even, it's a whole, there's a whole organization and criminal enterprise behind that. So I think all the really good, bad SEO people are doing that. Gotcha. Right. I think, I think a lot of people will hire an SEO person. Um, and they just might not do the right thing or they just might not do anything. I think that's the biggest thing that consumers get stuck with. Now, and I'm not saying that there's a lot of really good SEO companies out there. Hmm. There are, but there's a lot of crazy ones out there too. Um, yeah, like, there's a lot of people that don't, don't, yeah, don't do the work, but don't. Um, I don't run across, we've been doing this for a long time and, and we don't, you know, I run across one time someone that got blacklisted by doing something they weren't supposed to do. Um, and someone else did it. Um, and that's one. And I've been doing this for 15 years. Yeah. Okay. Where does it go though? Do, I mean, they keep evolving. You mentioned like hundreds of thousands of changes. Where, what, what do you see? Where's the future of this? Take it. I mean, does it just persist or does it get wackier and wackier? What are you excited about? I don't know. What am I? Oh, I'm excited about a lot of stuff when it comes to, to digital. I, I think it's really interesting to see where, where search is going to go. Um, you know, part of me, like, uh, voice search is getting better and better. I think, um, I think a, a lot of it's going there. Um, uh, IOT, you know, search through IOT internet of things. I think that's gonna, that's gonna continue to get better as it, you know, people figure it out. Um, you know, the, the things that Google is spitting out in search as results on a consistent basis is getting better and better and more sophisticated. Like you Google, um, New York to LA and you're not going into a site anymore. Google's got, Google's got it right in the SERP, the search engine results page. There's a lot of really cool things. Oh, they have the, yeah, you're right. They have the flights the other, all right there. Yeah. Yeah. That's that schema. Right. So, oh, geez, 123 uh, bucks on spirit, man. I don't know if you want to fly spirit, but woo, 123 I bucks. I don't know. Yeah. Six hours later. Hey, you got to bring your boxing gloves, boxing gloves for that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you got to sneak that box on the plane. Um, yeah. It, like the other, I think the, the other thing that I often think about is 
you know, is, is search going to diminish in depth by a thousand cuts? Right. So, um, like think about real estate searches. The apps are so good that you're not going to Google to do a real estate search. You're going to Red or Zillow or Trulia or right. So, um, you know, um, you know, you're not going to Google for dating or unmarried. So at least you, I don't, I don't, I, I don't think you do. Right. So you, you go to an app, there's apps that do it or, you know, um, right. You know, you're not doing, uh, you know, use boats online. You're going to boat trader. So there, there are things there. Are, um, well, that is interesting, right? Cause Amazon keeps adding things, but with Google, Right. We keep subtracting things by taking that search offline and or off of Google yeah. at least and then putting it on our own app. Yeah. You're right. Airbnb yeah. I mean, all those I things can tell you, search yeah. locally. Yeah. I can tell you as an agency, so we run we're you know, we we're at Google Premier Partner and um Google AdWords is still one of the most effective tools in bringing in conversions if people are if people know what they're looking for. It's a, it's a, it's a killer tool and it, and it just keeps going up like that. Yeah. So we're not seeing it on our side diminish. Yeah. So you, oh, you're not seeing it. Well, it probably, it would take a while anyways, but also where, how do you I find the app in the first place? Yeah. yeah. The app store. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you got to find the app in the first place or, or, you know, app searches or, or things like that. But, um. Maybe we just want to put like Google and Amazon in a boxing ring and just have them just spar it out. What do you think? Facebook too. Yeah. Facebook. Meta or whatever they call meta, it. Meta, meta bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> What's your take on that? What's your take on the, is it just a branding exercise? Are they doing anything differently? Are they trying to do like the alphabet? Oh yeah. They're doing what alphabet did because of all the bad publicity, but to, but I, I think, I think that Facebook just got caught for what everybody else is doing. Yeah. Now all the, all the, you know, all the big data and, you know, and Amazon's gathering stuff on their, on their data. Every giant social media platform is, is pushing, you know, pushing advertising based on spend and gathering every single piece of data from every input that people are putting in. They just got caught. Yeah. Or they just got so big that, that it made a difference or, or Zuckerberg pissed somebody off somewhere. Right. Do you not bend the knee? <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Hey, earlier I was kind of asking you two questions at once, but the idea of, you know, what, where does SEO go? But all in the digital space, what are you excited about? What's around the corner? there? What kind of changes are happening? I think influencer marketing is super cool. Um, you know, it's, 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 it's not as easy to track. It's getting better. Um, like things like TikTok, um, you know, snap, um, digital radio. Um, like I had mentioned earlier, all the cool things that, that like all the cool schema that, that SEO or Google's coming out with to, to show, to give people a, a better user experience. Um, yeah. You know, the, the awesome part of this is that people are consuming so much digital advertising, um, you know, and that, that in agencies that continue to stay on top of the latest trends 
are going to be able to help their customers out the best. I think the bad side of it is that people are spending so much time behind their screen. <laughs> so if, uh, it's, it's, it's kind of like, a, I, I think, you know, I, sh- I shouldn't even be saying that cause that's, you know, that's what, that's where my living comes from. Yeah. Right. A lot. Right. Yeah. No, it's that balance of screen time versus not. Yeah. How that progresses. But hey, you know, I'm, I'm curious, man, who, who are you? How did, how did you get all this information? Now, can you take me back in time to like little Kevin days? Did you always know you're yeah. an entrepreneur, growing companies, oh, selling yeah. them, doing all these crazy things? And what, where'd you grow up? So I grew up in, in, uh, Beverly, Massachusetts, um, which is kind of near, you know, near Boston on the water. I had an awesome childhood. I, I, um, was a lifeguard for forever. Um, I ended up, uh, I ended up going to graduate school partly because I didn't know what I wanted to do. And partly because I still wanted a lifeguard in the summer. Uh, <laughs> so, nice. um, you know, and then I, and, you know, I learned about, um, that I did a, I, I did a master's in, um, at Bentley in international business and, and entrepreneurship. Um, and I just got, I got really lucky and, um, ended up getting a job at a, at a startup called eRoom technology. Um, and eRoom ended up getting bought by EMC and they're like a workspace collaboration place, like a base camp or, Oh, gotcha. You know, any, you know, um, I wouldn't even say like Monday is like a really advanced form of that. Um, and I was hubby mate with the web guy. He and I really hit it off. I was running trade shows, just slapping back and forth, having a blast running, you know, I was like the, um, the key grip for all the, for, for the trade shows, getting them all yeah, yeah. and everybody out there and booking flights. And, and I was buddies with the, with the web guy and he pulled me aside one day and said, um, there's a class at MIT on HTML. Do you want to take it and work with me on the web team? I was like, F yeah, <laughs> definitely want to do that. So, so I did that and he really helped me out. And, um, and then one thing led to another, he left, I got pulled on t- into his role and was managing, um, a couple, um, webmasters under me. And very quickly thereafter, the company got bought. My, you know, the VP, my boss left. Um, I was spending three hours at the gym because I had nothing else to do. And just coming into work for a couple hours and checking my email. So I wasn't doing anything. So I knew that I, my time was really limited because they EMC didn't need any more webmasters. Um, so, um, I ended up taking a severance package, I went and bought a computer and went to three businesses that I knew. Um, and this was back in 98. So before a lot of people had good websites and I said, I'm going to build you a website. Um, I'm gonna build it for free, but you're not going to tell anybody I built it for free. And if you really like it, tell everybody, you know, <laughs> and, yeah, yeah, and, I like that. And, and that's really, yeah. And that's kind of just what started that. I just started doing doing that. I started to go to networking meetings and chambers of commerce and like DNI and, and, and just meeting as many people as I could and talking to as many people as I could. And it slowly 
built into, into this. Jeez. I met a, met a business partner, my, you know, my business partner, uh, now, like he was one of, I was sending him all this development work. I met him through another connection and, um, you know, and he and I hit it off and he could do stuff I couldn't do. And so we just decided to do it together. Wow. Dude, what, what a story. Where'd the bananas come from? Uh, so, so I was doing a presentation in, um, in Houston on SEO, but it was an engineer. It was like a whole, like, it was like a technical engineering meeting and SEO was like one small part of it. And it was boring as shit. So <laughs> like, I, I, like I had to get up and talk about SEO and I had a presentation. I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to do the presentation. And they had a whiteboard. I'm like, I'm going to show everybody here. Like I said, you know, pretend that Oprah did a piece on, um, bananas. And if you eat bananas, you, you, you can live forever. We're going to go open up a fruit store. I'm going to show you how to get banana on page one. And I couldn't find the yellow pen. I found a green pen. I was like, all right, forget it. I'm going to show you how to get green banana on page one. So I drew this like infographic on, on the, the whiteboard, came back and showed my business partner. And he's like, well, we don't have to think of a name anymore. And so that's just how the, the name came out. And I was super embarrassed about it for a while because it sounds stupid. And I remember I had a meeting in Boston with um, this, you know, like a, this doctor in Boston um, to pitch SEO. And he looked at me and said, you know, I got meetings all day long and no one forgot the banana guy was coming. All right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but how so, cool that like there's no yellow marker. So with- yeah course you're going to make yeah. a green one and then there's the there's the name do you do you still did you get yeah. a photo of that infographic did you take a photo uh no i i ended up just drawing it back back at home that's cool um but no i i should i should have done that but i didn't understand it was it was anything i just thought banana was fun to say and and it was easy to explain yeah <laughs> Question then, look, looking back, right? A hypothetical question for you. Uh, I may have a time machine up in New Hampshire here. May or may not. Can't confirm or deny. Um, you come hang out, we'll get some beers, and you use the time machine. You go back in time. You get to meet yourself like a couple days after school, after college, right? Or undergrad. We'll say undergrad. A couple days after that, you get to meet yourself then, and it's okay to talk to yourself. You won't mess up space time continuum. And what kind of things would you tell yourself knowing what you know, what you're going to go through? What kind of advice would you give yourself? So as a, I think it's, I would say one thing, and I think it applies as a human and an entrepreneur. Um, and I, I, I actually have to repeat this to myself almost on a daily basis. Um, so easier said than, than practice, but I would say, Nothing is going to work out the way you think it's going to work out, but it's going to work out. Um, so I, I cannot tell you as a, as an entrepreneur, how many nights that I have not slept worrying about some shit that's going to happen that never happens, uh, never happens. Like, and I worried about a million different things for a million different reasons. And it, the, the it never ends up worst case scenario, but it also the good parts that happen never happen the way you think. So 
I was listening, uh, I, I read something a while back and there, and it referenced this like old parable and you, I don't know if you've heard it, but there's a, there's a farmer who has a son that, that, um, like is, is like, you know, main like helper on the farm. Okay. And his son goes out of town and finds this like beautiful killer horse, like the, not killer, but like amazing horse. And, uh, and it just like wandered in from the ether and the, and so the kid brings his horse home and all the townspeople come and say, oh, it's so amazing. I can't believe that your son found this. You're so lucky. And the farmer says, maybe, right. And then his, you know, his son ends up getting on the horse and, you know, go for a ride, it falls off and breaks his leg. Right. And they, and they say, and the people go to the farmer and say, I can't believe this tragedy. What a horrible thing that happened. Um, and, um, you know, and the farmer says, maybe, right. So shortly after that, um, there's war, there's a war and everyone gets drafted or taken to war, but the son can't go because he breaks his leg. Everybody in his troop dies. Right. So, you know, a lot of, a lot of things happen here that don't go, uh, actually almost nothing goes the way I want it to go, but it always ends up going the right way somehow. So just to, to say, you know what, there's a reason that this happened and I, I don't know why, but I'm going to deal with it and just, you know, keep moving and it shit just ends up working out. Yeah. Yeah. It's I do like that story. Right. It's just like, well, and, and then at least the dad's smart enough to say, maybe, you know, well, mate, yeah, maybe I right. am. We'll, we'll see how this turns out. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. But, but it, the fact that it, it does turn out, there's something to that. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of great things that have happened here, but it not, it, it almost none of it has happened the way that I thought it was going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, you can see the journey. So tell me, man, speaking of, you know, crazy journeys, tell me about this, uh, the martial arts you've been getting into. Well, so yeah. Um, so I, I started a couple of years ago doing, um, Kramaga, and then I just recently added, um, jujitsu onto that. Um, but I would be, I would not call myself a martial artist. I would say I'm, I'm taking classes, right? It's amazing. I, I go to this place called Forge, uh, self-defense in Salem. Um, and, um, and it, I, I'm doing it, I do it because it's uncomfortable. So I'm not very coordinated. Um, and you know, it's, it's kind of funny. I, I, I go to the gym a lot and when, as you, as you get older and you're starting to play, like, you know, pick up sports with, with friends or new people, yeah, I, I will often get first because of the way that I look and I'm always like, that's a really bad idea, dude. You do, you do not, you should put me last because I can't yeah, get, You haven't met me yet. Yeah. I was like, I don't want to disappoint you that much. This is going to be bad. So, um, so I, I did it because I wanted to do something that I'm uncomfortable with. I also wanted to learn something new because I, I absolutely, like, I will learn if, if I could, if I, had, if I could get to just learn, I would probably just do that. Cause I absolutely love learning almost anything. Yeah. So, um, so, you know, that's the reason that I'm doing it. But the other reason that I'm doing it is, is because you have to focus so intently while you're doing it, that it's almost cathartic, right? So you can't think about anything else while you are 
doing it. Um, and not so much because you're going to get hurt, but because it's almost disrespectful to the people that you're like practicing with or, or going yeah. up against. Um, you know, so, so that I, I absolutely love doing it. It's, it's a, it's a complete blast. Yeah. There's something about that, especially when, you know, it's like all about focus and focus is like a, it's rare. It's not a commodity, you know, it's like a thing and, and you have to be focused to your point, the respect side, but also, man, I mean, you get injured too, if you're, if you're not paying attention and you yeah. just need to lose yourself in that moment. Yeah. And, and for someone that's like an ADD guy like me that, you know, focus is a, is a muscle that I have to continue to, to train. And, yeah. and also, as I mentioned, like doing something that's so, you know, if anybody was like, should, should I do this? I'm like, I think you should do, I think it's beneficial to do anything that you're uncomfortable with, like going up and speaking publicly. Like I joined BNI, uh, and you had to get up every single week and speak, um, in front of a group of people. And I hated it. And now really? I hate it anymore. All right. Um, you know, so it's, uh, it's, I, I, and I think that really helped. Yeah. I can see that. I think for me, I find podcasting to be that thing that brings me into focus because we're sort of locked in here. There's the two of us, we're kind of on stage. So we're sort of paying attention. You know, we're not, you're not doing the phones. Maybe if we're just hanging out, getting beers, maybe I'm checking my phone every now and then you're, we're just kind of locked into it and you're learning, you know? So it kind of like checks both those right. boxes. You get that focus time and you also get that learning. Yeah. You must learn so much from other people doing these oh. podcasts. That's uh, that's gotta be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, just the other day, I, I did a podcast with someone who's an expert on like mindfulness and intention. And she literally, um, well, she was doing the strategy thing. So I'm like, let's get tactical. She's like, well, you know, I'm like, how, how do you get mindful? And she's like, you need to, you need to be, you need to be and I'm like, all right, let's be. And so she literally did this guided meditation with us right on the podcast. She's like, let's close your eyes. I'm like, all right, let's do this. So we had this little like five minute thing where we just were focusing on our breathing and hey, cool. And you got to imagine people listening going like, all right, no one else is around me. I'll, I'll give it a shot. And then you wake up just feeling like full of energy. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is that you can learn something from everyone, you know? And so that's why I love you know, these kind of conversations, but not just the part about you know, the tech side and the business side, but also the personal side and, and, you know, that advice and you're giving yourself as well as just hearing how Krav and other things bring you into that zone and that it makes you reflect on your own behaviors. And what is it that does that for me? You know, what is it that does that, that checks that box? Yeah. 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 And I, I think, um, you know, a, a little parallel to, to your podcasting is, in, in this business, you know, we get to meet clients like that do, like we have clients that do almost everything. And so there are so many, I, I learned so many little things about like how an automotive business works or a, or a, or a law practice or a biotech company. And there's all these little similarities or, wow, I didn't know that I could probably apply that to my digital marketing business, even though it's a, something that biotech does. It's super cool. Like, I love that part. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, it doesn't even matter what industry you can absolutely, mm -hmm. it's almost like when you, when you learn something from your own industry, you can apply that to get after that one or two or 5%, 
change. But when you pull some wacky thing in that realtors are doing and you're like, you know what? I think that might, or, or some data scientist in the, in the retail, you know, clothing space, it says something, you know, shares about how he, he takes customer needs and lines with data and, make, and that's the creative process. You're like, oh, I could do that in my industry. Right. 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 Yeah. Right. You can just, if you keep your mind open and, and, and just listen to what other people do, you're like, oh, well, that's a super good idea. Yeah. To do that here. Yeah. Totally, man. Well, hey, where can people connect with you? If they want to reach out, you know, connect or even want to learn a little more about SEO, maybe they desperately need it as well. Where are the different places they can reach out? Um, so I, I, if you go to ijeffmetkevin.com, nice. um, I always lose my business card. I stopped doing business cards uh, um, a long time ago. So ijeffmetkevin.com will take you to my page on my website. Or you can just go to greenbananafdo.com um, and just go into the contact information. Just met Kevin.com, pulling that. Oh, look at that. Right to greenbananaseo.com slash Kevin. Very cool. It has your information, LinkedIn, all that stuff's right there. So there it is, everyone. So I just met Kevin.com. That's the one link that rules them all. You go there and you have all that contact. Boom. There you go. Boom. Well, dude, this is, this was awesome. This was really cool. Yeah, I love it. Thank you. Yeah, no, thanks for coming on here. I feel, feel like I got schooled. I got some, I got all the different areas. I'm like learning stuff from you and I really appreciate it. Yeah, me too. This was, this is great. I, I really appreciate it. And it was, it was a lot of fun. Definitely. Definitely. And for those people listening, if you learn something and I freaking know you did, because I literally have two pages of notes over here, front and back, then share this with someone else. And that's how you're a thought leader. You just share, share some data, share some learning with someone else, one person, two people, 400 people. That's thought leadership. So share this episode and wow, good stuff, man. Kevin, thanks again, man. Yeah, thanks, dude. Take awesome. care. Thanks again, everyone. This has been the Hardcore Marketing Show. We will catch you all next time. 